Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know, why don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for news, reviews, and deep dives into film, television, and music, with a special emphasis on multiculturalism and the Black experience. Be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher so that more people can find our show. For more information about our show and our network, the SSMP Network, you can find us at SSMPodcast.com and across all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon, and I am here with Ali. Hello. And we are going to review the new Warner Brothers legendary Pokemon Company film, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, starring Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith. Uh, <laughs> the plot synopsis is, in a world, <clears throat> in a world, where people collect Pokemon to do battle. A boy, actually a grown-ass man who just turned 21, comes across an intelligent talking Pikachu who seeks to be a detective. That's not the good luck line. Basically, this mixed boy then lost his white daddy, and he's trying to find him. And he comes across, his his dad was a detective, and they live in a world where, where um, Pokemon are real. And everybody has a has a Pokemon is more or less a pet, and he finds his dad's Pokemon, who's a Pikachu, who can talk, and he talks with the voice of Ryan Reynolds, and so he cracks jokes and ad libs the entire time. Uh, Ali, my good friend, what did you think of Pokemon Detective Pikachu? Uh, I feel like the show was. I mean, sorry, I feel like the movie. Uh, the movie was fine. Um, it was um, not something that pulled me in completely. Um, I left the theater not very enthusiastic about the majority of it. Um, I feel like it is a um, average to a bit above average video game adaptation of a movie. Okay, so if we're grading it on the video game adaptation scale, this is definitely the best video game movie I have ever seen. If we're grading it on like a regular movie scale, which is what we should be doing anyway, uh, I'm somewhere on the cusp of a B and a B minus. The movie isn't terrible, but it's very unoriginal. Like very, very unoriginal. Very unoriginal. (laughs) To give us such a, like a, Somewhat wacky premise, wacky in a good way, where you have a world sort of kind of like Roger Rabbit, where humans and all these Pokemon live together. And for it to basically be a sort of kind of like you stolen your plot from Zootopia, more or less. And from another movie, which is a spoiler. We'll talk about that later. 
I just, I just feel like they could have done more with this, or at least with the, what they were doing, that they could have been punched up a little bit. Like, I'm sure it's fine for kids, but at the same time, I think it, like, older kids will kind of feel bored with it, and adults will just be listening to Ryan Reynolds and imagine. Like, so, I don't know if I ever told you this, but... Remember Sinbad starring um, Brad Pitt, the DreamWorks movie? Yes, that was the one with all the rotoscope. Yeah, the one that nobody saw. And yeah. it almost bankrupted DreamWorks. I remember they were talking about, there's an article about celebrity voice actors in movies like that. Was it worth paying them, you know, the money? Because, you know, they got to the point where they couldn't just pay them scale anymore. Like, had they did Robin Williams, they were paying them 10 to $15 million to come every two weeks worth of work in front of a microphone. And I remember one lady saying, well, I like having Brad Pitt be in Sinbad. When I took my kids to see it, I could just close my eyes and imagine him saying the words instead of watching the movie. And Ali, I think I I must have died and came back three times after reading that sentence. Mm. It made me so upset. But I can totally see somebody doing that with this movie because the movie itself is kind of like, especially if you don't know shit about Pokemon, it's, it kind of just runs into a blank. Like, I know we've been hoping for um, for Justice Smith to pull through after, you know, he got that Razzie nomination for Jurassic World. And after the get down got canceled unceremoniously and sort of kind of extremely mishandled. I mean, this movie will do fine. It's number two at the box office this weekend behind the, um, the never-ending story, a.k.a. Avengers Endgame. It made $58 million, which is great. I guess for this, it's more than they were expecting, slightly more. Uh, but at the same time, the movie is just sort of kind of, it just sort of sits there. Uh, Justice Smith is a nice enough kid, a grown man. He's a grown man, but you know, a little grown man. But I don't know if he's leading man material in movies, really, or at least in this movie. He just sort of kind of, his performance isn't bad. But it's not great. It's sort of just, it's acceptable, if that makes sense. Now, Catherine Newton, who plays Lucy Stevens, uh, Justice Smith plays Tim Goodman, the main character, who's trying to find his dad, Harry. Uh, Catherine Newton, uh, she is a, child, a former child actress, and it shows she's giving you Disney, Disney Channel Movie of the Week tease in her, her performance. It's very... Bubbly, cute, kitty stuff. When this, I don't think she's realized she's a grown woman now. And that shit don't fly. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not. It's not the best look for her, and she's she's definitely not. It's a rough look for her right now in this in this movie because you're not playing a child. You're playing somewhat of a like late, maybe late teens, early twenties. She's got to be like twenty something because she's an intern at the um at yeah, the, at the so, TV station. But she's playing somebody way too immature for that age. Like she's way too. It's not. Even, it's not even that she's immature. It's the fact that her acting, the way she, yeah. the way she, her performance, you can tell yeah. that she's a child actress who hasn't adjusted her her um to to be more to her act technique. Him. Yeah, she has to refine that. It's way too rough around the edges. Right. She's she over. She tends to overact. And it would have been fine overacting if you were like a child, 
because then we would just be like, ah ha ha, it's a oh, child. You're so, oh, you're so <laughs> cute. Look at her. She's saying words. But not when you're that age. It just looks like you're bad at acting. So then coupled with the other people who are acting alongside you and it, and it makes you look even worse. Justice Smith, you know, he's, he's, not, he's no Denzel Washington, obviously, yet. No. But he has attained an, an acting experience level that is clearly above, above hers. Now, mind you, they may have asked Justice Smith because of the, the way they've written his character. They may have wanted him to sort of play down the role in terms of like, hey, don't show too much emotion. Don't don't try they had too him, hard. They had him running around screaming with no pants on. I mean, for the beginning. Yeah. You know, because, because in Jurassic World, Justice Biff was a lot more... Screamy. He was a lot more... Creamy, a lot more vocal, a lot more. Um, there's there was a lot more um, drama on his face all the time. Whereas this one wants, they want him to portray someone who has lost his mother and lost uh, his father, lost his possibly lost his father, and dealing with the the regret of not having a relationship with that person, and then wanting to just pick up the pieces and just put it away and then go back to his life. Right. So you have that to sort of um, deal with, you know, you have to figure out your own way as an actor. How do I play this in a way that really shows my acting chops, but doesn't, but doesn't make me look too, too much like a, like a, like a, you know, like a two by four. Right. But yeah. Right? So the movie is fine. Like I think most people will enjoy it. They'll say like, it's, you know, it's fun. It's, it's just not. It's not that original. They don't really do anything sort of kind of like technique or execution-wise to really uplift it. I will say, though, that the the CGI, for the most part, is fine. There are some shots that are better than others, which always happens, you know? But for the most part, it's fine. And Justice Smith um, is fine um, acting to air for most of the movie. Right. Air or yeah. like tennis balls that are painted green. Uh, the best scene for me, it's in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler, where they go and they um, they um, interrogate Mr. Mime, which that name is funny to me for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. And so he's had to, to basically pretend to mime with this my Pokemon mime. So he's pretending something isn't there that isn't there to something that isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. and, and as... I imagine that he probably drove himself nuts working them scenes, but he does. That's probably the best scene in the movie. Like he does, it's really funny, it's really goofy, and it works for this little this world. The rest I of it, I didn't spoil that scene in the trailer. To be completely honest, it would have been nice that they didn't spoil that scene, even though that scene is longer. They don't, they don't show you part of it. The other part is the part I think works better. The part where they're actually interrogating him. Okay, but yeah, like in Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so I feel like the executives saw this movie in a test screening, and it's, and we were like, more Ryan Reynolds. He's getting high marks on the test papers. And so they went back and recorded more shit and added more animation because I felt like Ryan Reynolds would not shut up. Yeah, there's just only a lot of dialogue for him. Way too much. He's always doing some joke, some sort of kind of winky joke that doesn't fit their world. Talking about like ten thousand steps and all this other kind of stuff and everything. And yeah, the one time I did laugh is when um, 
is is when uh, um is when um he is speaking to as like some like who's the dame and Justin Smith is like okay um women don't like to be called dames first of all. <laughs> I remembered you. I was like, oh look, it's a scene for Brandon. <laughs> First of all, women don't like to be called Dame. <laughs> you thought of me. I, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, the plot sort of kind of like, it's it's a... Conversation. What happened? This is how you and I have a conversation where it's like, okay, Brent, okay, Ali, people don't like to be called that. Don't be problematic. Yes, yes, that, yes, you're, you're, my, you're my Pokemon. Right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of this movie is um, Tim... Pikachu, uh, Lucy, and her Pokemon, which is a Psyduck. And this is the other thing, I know this is what comes to the territory of making a Pokemon movie. Another problem is that, you know, Pokemon, for the most part, except for the whole thing with Pikachu, because he can talk for some reason that we learn at the end of the film. Most of them otherwise just either make animal noises or they say their own name, you know, like Pika Pika and Psyduck. And Ali, I got tired of hearing Psyduck, Psyduck. Psyduck, 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 for yep. an hour and a half. Yep. I was like, can that you is, shoot this motherfucker, please? That is, that is a, that is a Pokemon movie for you. That is a Pokemon movie for you. Um, I wish that I, if, it, for that very reason, I kind of wish she had a, a, a more, a more, um, a less neurotic what? Pokemon, perhaps. Yeah, Pokemon, but I think they also wanted to call attention to the fact that, well, in the original, well, in the original series, um, one of the, the one of the comp- traveling companions, Ash, is Misty, and Misty um, has a Psyduck. Okay. And I think they Ash is the main boy, I assume. That's that's right. In, in anime. Yeah. Right. So for the listening eyes, I don't know shit about Pokemon. I barely know. All I know is there's Pikachu and there's animals. There's like 150 of them. I think like 152 is Mew, Mewtwo make 151, 152. That's all I know is it's, it's a, uh, a Game Boy game. Now it's all kinds of other games that you throw a ball and they fight. So I'm coming to this shit so green. So green, in fact, that there's a scene where Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu is singing the Pokemon theme song and I didn't know what the fuck he was doing until he got to the hook. <laughs> the rest of the audience was already laughing and giggling. I'm like, what? Dude, is this a, like a white people song that I don't know? But no, he's singing no. Pokemon theme song. Just singing the the anime theme song from season one in nineteen. See, look at you! Like, I don't know this shit. <laughs> that that brings me around to wondering, like, it because this reminds me of when I when I saw like the later Harry Potter movies, and I would walk out and I would ask, I would try to ask lay people, like, did you understand what was basically going on? So I will ask you, Brandon, did you need to be a a person versed in Pokemon to understand some of the intricacies of this world. Did you find that there were parts where you're just like, I don't understand if I had if I had either played Pokemon or watched Pokemon, maybe I'd understand the scene better. It would have helped. Like some of the shit I just had to hand wave and assume, okay, this is some Pokemon shit. Like how they all like because they all have special like I think they try not to get so basic and like so like so like in the first reel of the movie when Justin Smith goes to the city because he lives in like a like the country like a little small rural town he finds that his right. dad is dead and has to go to the city to um him up his affairs and right. so he's on the train and as the train approaches the city Rhyme City um 
exposition woman comes on the um the TV screen. <laughs> Right. And, and reads about two pages worth of exposition about the history of, of um, Rhyme City and Pokemon and the two old white men who are sort of kind of like the the Rupert Murdoch figures of the movie, um, Howard Clifford and his son. And that helped. But like literally for my old ass, I they should have slid one extra line into that long gas bit of exposition. Pokemon are special animal creatures that have, that each one has its own ability. Right, which so is I something we, I knew, but I had forgotten because I it's I don't know the shit, so I had to pick up. I picked up on it enough, you know. I'm not, you know, but like still, like the movie does assume that you are at least pass a bit more passively fam- familiar with Pokemon than I am. Right, like I think, like like when characters like Ditto and them them them. Um, right, so we'll we'll wait wait turtles. wait. You're spoiling. You're spoiling. So is, let's. Is that a spo- I mean, these are all characters that already exist, right? Right, but when we go into spoilers, we can talk more. I will ask you. I will ask you a couple of questions in spoilers. Okay, that are that I'll un- because I want to understand if this movie did how good of a job it did at just translating these things to to just lay people. But in terms of the plot, it's a very thin, transparent plot. Very There's thin, transparent plot. They're basically trying to. They they think that that. Justice Smith's dad, um, Harry Goodman, faked his own death and that he's still alive because you see in the, in the first scene that he's driving away from like this, um, facility. this, this, this lab, facility laboratory and Mewtwo attacks him and blasts yep. him and blasts him off the road and you think he's dead. And so they're trying to figure out what happens. It's sort of kind of a mystery of what happened, really happened in the accident and all this other kind of stuff. And it, you know... It takes a couple of quote unquote twists and turns until it ends up right back where you thought it was going to be. And right. half the spoilers are shit that I kind of figured out before I entered into the movie theater, but like, nah, they wouldn't do that. And they do. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the movie's not that deep. If you, if you're thinking that it, that you figured it out, you probably already have. Um, but yeah, but beyond that, it's supposed to be just like a fun experience for like kids and stuff and for families and just like, you know, just goofy, cute fun. And for the most part, it's that. Although I will say that Third Act, without getting into spoilers, does some Doek do Machina shit that kind of annoyed me. Okay. But we'll talk cool. about that. Um, anything else that you want, that we wanted to point out? Um, I agree with you that it's probably the best adaptation of a video game so far I've seen. Which doesn't I, say much, to be honest with you. I wouldn't. It's because, but I think it's, I think, I think it's just because of the year that it came out too. I think that really helps it a lot because there are some things that video game movies would have tried to do in the past, but because they didn't have the technology to be able right. to do it, it didn't work. Right. So I think what's helping it is the the year it came out. Yeah, plus, so. like, Pokemon is popular among certain people now because of Pokemon Go, which is the game I didn't play. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it's there's good. 800 Pokemon now that exist. Yes. Jesus Christ. How do you how do y'all people keep those things straight? Um, because every time there's a new batch of Pokemon, it comes with a new game. Pokemon World Championships in Nashville, Tennessee. That would be um, I think that's a video game. So then so also there's the video game and the video game um has people, you know, like battles and whatnot in the video game. And you can also um play with your friends, whatnot. And since the emergence of Wi-Fi, um, 
the games and the the device that you play the games on, specifically the Nintendo DS and Game Boy and whatnot, since they have been able to connect to um, networks, you can basically now um, play with people all over the world. Mm. And so um, they they have regular tournaments all over the world. They also have the Pokemon card game. So the card game is still going on and that has tournaments all over the world. Right. So a couple of like productionary production things, which are the things I do want to get into these reviews as we go forward a little bit more. So this guy that you mentioned before, I think you might mention him on the show. His name is RJ Palmer. He's the uh, the online artist who designed the realistic Pokemon. They hired him to be a concept artist on this movie. Right. And you, you, you said, they look creepy, Brandon, unquote. Yeah, they still look creepy to me. They look fine for the most part. Like the like the one that you had the most problem with, the Jigglypuff. You he's only in like two shots in the movie in the little in the little bar singing karaoke. He's barely in no, the movie. That's not, that's not the only one I had a problem with. Um, some of them worked really well. So for example, there's a scene where oh no, I can't use that either. I can't do that spoiler. What, which which so, is the one with the big tongue that licked that licked um Tim on the train until oh, um, Rhyme City? What's his name? Licky Tongue. Lick, the, the, the thing's name is Licky Tongue. Yeah. Um, that's unoriginal. That, that, <laughs> well, that's that's a lot of the first-gen Pokemon names are very unoriginal. That's the first 150. Very unoriginal. Very, you know. So yeah. all it does is lick people? Uh, no, but that's just one of the features of it. That's, you know, it has other things that it can do. But that's You just want to see what light skin people taste like? It's creepy. I don't like to look at it. It looks very creepy. That's all I have to say about that one. That one frightened me. Um, I thought Pikachu looked realistic enough, even though I don't really like. I don't really favor him being so furry. I want them to just just mow down, just chop the hair. You want your Pikachu to have a Caesar? Yeah, just a little bit less furry than that. I totally, I totally see Pikachu being furry because that's. He is supposed to be. You want a bourbon not, carpet, Pikachu? Yeah, not like or Burberry, I don't want, whatever it's called. Burberry, bourbon, I, bourbon. I don't want different. I don't want. I don't want crabgrass, Pikachu. I want Jesus Christ, more, crabgrass, Pikachu. Yeah, like mm, I will say, his cuteness wears off after about half an hour. Oh, okay. Psyduck um, <laughs> always has looked creepy, so I didn't mind. Psyduck. It looking that. <laughs> But I did like how there were things, they were they were just random Pokemon just in the world just doing it stuff. It opened like a like, Disney movie with like flying, yeah. like flying. Are those the owls with the hair that you be talking about? The what? Owls. Like it was like owls flying. I was like, are those the owls that you be talking about? That little. You, so Ali sends me this gift half the time, and it's owl that flips its hair as a Pokemon. Oh no, no, that wasn't there. Oh, you're talking about yeah, you're talking about Roll um Rowlet and Daytrix. No, they're not in this movie, but there are a bunch of birds. And now you talked about it, it reminded me the opening scene where Tim walks into Rhyme City reminds me of Zootopia's yeah. opening. I mean, they stole Zootopia's plot and, and its opening yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. When uh when the rabbit walks into Zootopia. Yeah, when, when Judy comes into Zoo and they're playing that uh Shakira song that uh uh yeah. uh yeah, it's the same exact shot. It's like they saw Zootopia and they said, do that, but with Pokemon. Yeah, and so it's 
but it, they did a good job of showing just how like very lived in. Like there are some things that Brandon will not pick up just because, like you said, Brandon, you're you're kind of like you're really green. But there are things like like shop signs. I'm black, baby. And okay, <laughs> I know there are shop signs and 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 items and and just really. Really little, small, little the details. The art direction was very New York meets Tokyo, which is on yeah, purpose. Yeah, they, they, I think they did a really good job of being very detailed in some of the stuff because there are things that I noticed that, in my opinion, I don't even think you needed to be that detailed for some things, but they clearly, you, they, they, there was this passion thrown into a couple of, uh, a couple of shots in this movie. I liked all of the scenes that had to do with like streets and shops and inside bars and stuff like that. It just it looked really nice. And there was a there was a mixture of of um like Japanese um, um writing like on signs and English um stuff like that. It, it just it made it seem really um lived in. Um there were just random shots of Pokemon interacting with people that I felt they didn't look bad at all to me. Like just random people just walking around. Like like you'd have a couple and they're just and they're just walking together side by side holding hands with their, their partners next to them. And you know, and it just felt like as if it didn't feel like as if the show was trying to the movie tried after the opening shot. It didn't try to quote unquote introduce me. It would just kind of plunged me into this world and I just had to I'm like a warrior, just sort of spying on what Tim and Pikachu were doing. That's how I felt whenever I came to a city skit. CD scenes. Okay. Uh, anything else we wanted to say before we get into? What did you think of this sound design? The sound design was fine. There was nothing in particular. I didn't like the score. His Henry Jackson, who's done better scores. There are bits of the score I like, but for much of it, that was perfunctory at best. Uh, the compositing was decent for the most part. There were some shots that were like, mm, but a lot of it was fine. Like this movie was shot on film, which shocked the shit out of me. I wouldn't have thought this would be the movie you shoot on film. But hey, that's what they wanted to do. Maybe uh, that was their idea to make realistic. Right. All right. Uh, if you have not seen Detective Pikachu, we're going to talk spoilers for a little bit. I'm um, not heavy spoilers, but if you want to go in fully blind, you know, and pure, you know, we're going to just do that stuff now. All right. I, just have a, I want to ask. That's pretty much it. Okay. All right. What are your questions? All right. So Rhyme City, according to the exposition lady, is supposed to be a city where um, it's unlike all the other cities in the Pokemon world. There are no Pokeballs that Pokemon hang out in when they're not being used. Everything is just, all the Pokemon are just there. They're just living and just existing and whatnot. Is that something that you felt was explained properly in the movie? Or do you feel like as if... Um, they could have done more to actually explain that particular part. I mean, they, they saw that shit from Zootopia, Lost Like and Bear. That part I didn't have a problem with. It was more that Pokemon started popping up and doing shit. Like, for example, the Ditto, which they, it, I mean, it's, it's more of a thing of show than tell, I guess. You had to basically catch up, you know, that Ditto's powers that it can mimic anything. Right. So, so Ditto, so, okay, so yeah, so, um, it would have been. It would have been. Do you it would have been nice Ditto to show, show the Ditto to show up earlier in the picture. Okay. So do the, you feel like as if Ditto did show up at first, 
do you feel like as if you understood like, oh, that whatever that is, that ditto, that can transform into things. It felt like a tack on the way it props up, like for it to have been that important to the third act. Like it felt like it was tacked on. Like that, that you need to have a ditto show up somewhere else in the movie in a significant way to establish that 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 thing exists in this universe, just so that you're oh. ready for it. Like the rest of them, it's not so. That's the one that gave me the most trouble. Because I'm like, okay. it just popped okay. up all of a sudden. It's, it keeps shifting and shifting and shifting. It can be every Pokemon it wants to be. So the thing that I uh, that I think they could have done better is definitely when introduced Ditto. First of all, it's supposed to be the the company, the, the chairman's Pokemon, right? And I I forgot, I even forgot now how Ditto shows up at first. It's definitely well, because Ditto was um, was uh, masquerading as the sun. Um, no, no, how it shows up at uh, first. No, no, all right, Did, yeah, but Ditto is masquerading as a son whose name is Roger Clifford, and he comes in after uh, Tim discovers the real Roger Clifford, like trapped in the closet and tied up. And I'm telling you, before that, Ditto shows up in the movie. Just like was he? What does he walk by someplace? So that means so that means it's terribly done. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you don't remember Ditto in the in the um. Previously in the movie, then that means it's done terribly. Where is he? Ditto shows up in the TV station when they when when um when Tim when Tim shows up to the to the TV station to talk to Lucy because they realize that Lucy probably can lead them to things. Mm-hmm. Ditto is in the it's on the the, the sound stage where they're where they're shooting Ditto an advert. I wasn't paying no attention to that. Right. So because it transformed into something and I not even I can remember what it transformed into. But it did that at first and that was the that was supposed to be able to I guess that was what they thought was the only thing needed to say that hey, yes the chairman has a ditto. Yes, it can transform into things. FYI. Because later on in the oh, movie Oh wait, is that the thing that was on his desk? The thing that was on his desk. Or was that? I thought that was like some sort of other different Pokemon that just evolved and like it started flying around. That's a that's a different Pokemon that okay. evolved. Okay. It- when they first show up, when Tim first shows up to the TV station, right, and they see that Lucy is being, um, she's being quote unquote abused, quote unquote, um, verbally abused by the people at the TV station, like the the son who's, mm-hmm. who's like, "Get me coffee" or whatever he tells her, whatever. Like you're supposed to have noticed that. In this scene, too, the, the chairman has a ditto, the, the, the father. The father owns a, a that's Yeah, his I'm partner. not paying attention to, to the father because I'm watching uh, Lucy and Roger yeah, in the you, foreground. There's literally, yeah, but there's literally a scene. Like where a they shot, you mean, a shot. On, yeah, they shot, they, there's a shot of the... Yeah, that's, the, that's poorly done. Yeah, so that, that's what I was saying. Like, the fact that you don't remember that shot, where they focus on the ditto, right? That means that it was poorly done. Because that way you can call back what was supposed to happen was that when when you when it shows up in the end, where you realize, oh my God, the, the woman in the elevator that takes them to the to the chairman, she is a ditto. Then that that is that got lost in yeah, all the mix. None of that, none of that and, got- and the funny thing is that it's 
if they had done it better in the beginning, then it would have made so much sense because they realized if you notice that every time you've seen the son in the in the in the movie, he's never spoken. Because a ditto can't speak. Right? And then also every time you've seen the woman, the, the secretary or whatever, she doesn't speak either. She only texts, she uses texting. Same thing for the son. The son texted when he was on, when he was in the car, and then he 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 unlocked the the chambers for the Pokemon that attacked them in the yeah. lab. In the abandoned speak. lab. Yeah, he doesn't speak. He just he just types. Speaking so, of that reminds me. So there's a lot of exposition vomit in this movie, which is my biggest problem right. with it. Like, besides the lady on the train, they literally mm-hmm. watch tapes for like the rest of the movie. Like the chairman has his his hologram tape. And then they watch the hologram tape star and read the aura when they get to the um to the lab facility. It's right. like that one scene in Captain Marvel that you know where they go through her like her life or whatever, but it's like broken up into fragments. It's like what if this was wasn't fragments? What did they just they just what did they just watch like YouTube videos of what what the fuck happened before yeah. in this movie? <laughs> so I thought that was, I thought that was way too heavy um, as well. Like for example, the, the idea that okay. So basically the idea at the lab was that it seems like as if they were doing experiments on, on a Mewtwo that they had found and tracked mm-hmm. and they want to use DNA of Mewtwo to create, um, to know, create to a gas that would allow, um, yeah. Pokemon to revert to being wild so that the, that people could take over their consciousness. So the other thing they ripped off was get out. Right. So, so pretty much that was, that was, so you understood the, 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 the gist of it, but like that exposition thing, they could have done that a little bit better than that. I did like the, it was, oh, it was all oh, at once. Was, it was so much word salad. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. I mean, that words that exposition um, salad, because it wasn't like complicated words. It was just that they literally stopped the movie for five, five or six minutes to explain what they could have found a different way to explain. These could have been actual scenes in the body of the movie. Right. There were parts that didn't make um, a lot of sense to me. Um, For example, when Tim Tim basically saves Pikachu... uh, No, sorry. Tim brings Pikachu to that that place where he sets him on that stone tablet thing. And, you know, Mewtwo um, sort of revives him or whatnot. And then is then... Then promptly gets caught by the by the son, aka Ditto, right? That scene just cuts to Tim. It basically just cuts to Tim heading back with Pikachu. And I'm like, how did why did they if the son, if the son, aka Ditto, is working for the father to not reveal the secrets of the the, the lab and all that? Why didn't the Ditto slash the son, why didn't they? attack Timor, take care yeah, of Timor. Yeah, it was very, it it was like very sloppy where they didn't go and kidnap either him or the or the girl, uh, yeah, Lucy. Yeah, because that's what, that's what I would have done. Because if because the reason why I say that too is because they did they put in the effort to show you that they're being surveillance. They're, they're being, you know, like there's, there's a surveillance camera, right? As they, as as Lucy uses her her white privilege to cut the fence and go in, right? Oh, Jesus. So, speaking of which, I mean, she did. Speaking of I which, mean, she did. No, no, we, we got, <laughs> I got to bring it up. Um, movies where a black a black man runs after a blind white woman for no other reason yeah. than she's a blind white woman. Yeah, like, problematic. I, yeah, <laughs> it's not. She's not endearing. She's not. She's not shown to be anything other very, than a white woman, a cute white woman. Yeah, that's it. 
and uh, or the and or just the only woman available, the only girl available in the entire movie. Right. Basically, but she basically cuts the fence that I don't understand. If you're a if you're an intern for an investigator, or if you're doing any kind of investigating and you want to investigate something, why are you cutting the fence of a facility that you're not too sure is exactly abandoned? That doesn't make it like you just cut the fence with with bolt cut with um cutters and you just slipped all the way in. Anyways, they paid attention. They they showed you that there there's a surveillance camera. And so I thought what was going to happen is that, you know, Tim and Lucy and Pikachu were going to get kidnapped after the Mewtwo gets kidnapped. You could have done no, that and made, made this movie about a strong 20 minutes shorter. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> but they just left, they just left them alone. And then when Pikachu and Tim have a falling out, Pikachu leaves and, 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 and Lucy's just like, what happened to him? Oh, yeah, he's just, he's in a bad shape. Let's go. I'm like, what? You just, you're going to leave him? You're just going to, what? Like, I, it's so weird that that's not how a human being, like if someone, two people have, a, have an argument, like it would make more sense if he ran off and you can't find him and then you have to, to fall back on the plan B, which is Lucy. You Lucy, we can probably, I'll probably figure out what's happening later, but let me do this issue. Let's go right. back to town. But right. you just... Right, so, so we should talk about so, the, like what, like the plot as it is. So... Uh, Howard Clifford is basically the Rupert Murdoch figure in this thing where he's an old man who founded this city where Pokemon and people hang out together and live in perfect harmony. And because he found that as a cure because he basically had has a debilitating disease that he that has no cure for, but the cure he found was learning to live among Pokemon. And you're wondering, how the fuck is that a cure? Are, you, are, you, are they secreting something or whatever? But of course, what it turns out to is da-da-da. He wants to use Pokemon and so he can implant his consciousness into the Pokemon like that blind white man in Get Out. Right. Uh, and so he's kidnapped uh, a Mewtwo, the most powerful Pokemon, to, you know, to put his consciousness into. And it turns out that Pikachu... And the dad freed, trying to free the Mewtwo. But it looks like when they see it on the tape for the first time that Pikachu was trying to go against his dad because the dad was trying to stop the Mewtwo from attacking or whatever like that. But the thing, basically what it turns into is that um, this old man gets his old man hit brain into the body of this Mewtwo and starts, you know, bursting these balloons open in this Pokemon parade that are filled with this purple gas that turns all the Pokemon wild. And Which then, is the exact ripoff of, of Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> and of Zootopia at the same time. And Zootopia? The, there was a gas in Zootopia? Yeah, that gas that made people turn crazy. Were they in balloons? It wasn't in balloons, no. That's that's the Batman right. part. But the but the gas the Batman part is definitely the that's definitely the Batman part. Yeah. Um, the, the laugh gas. And not only that, once they once the Pokemon have gone crazy, this mute uh, um Howard as Mewtwo forces the people to merge with their Pokemon, so they're in, inside the body of their Pokemon. Why, Jesus? Why? Um, Why? What's the lost. point? What's the point of this? What if I don't want to be a Pokemon? Plot. And he just keeps doing it. He does it to probably about a good strong thousand people, you know, just sitting there, including Lucy. So she's now her Psyduck. Yeah. And so while Pikachu ends up trying to fight Mewtwo, 
And I guess all like the the the, the the computer video game nerds are like you know squeeing someplace. I wasn't. I'm sorry. Um, not. I'm not. That's not my nerd. Not my nerddom. Um, Tim is inside trying to um, fight with Howard, but he's fighting the Ditto instead. Right. And so it's like a, you know action scene. Yeah, yeah, action scene. Just all you have to do is just put the the um the head controlling blah blah blah. Yeah. I was like. Just pull that off, right? Yeah, just it's the, the MacGuffin that that the, um, the old white man is wearing that lets him control the Mewtwo. Just put uh, basically, it's the point, obviously, where you just pull the thing off, and the Mewtwo um, is no longer under control. And he saves Pikachu. He um, reveals that Pikachu can talk because the soul of um, Tim's dad, Harry, is inside of him, and he separates them back out into two different people because he's had a time to be able to heal the body. Basically, Mewtwo is Jesus. He has all the Jesus powers. It's like, if, if he could make the world spin backwards, apparently, if he really wanted to, because he just did every goddamn thing. I was I was quite annoyed. It was like, doic oh. machina overload. And But my question is this. If that's Harry, that's Harry Goodman inside of the Pikachu, and it's a void. It's still it's Ryan Reynolds and play plays him in live action in that in that one scene. Right. Wouldn't Tim have recognized his father's voice? But Tim, but or are we Tim supposed has, to assume that the voice sounds different when it's in the Pikachu? I'm not sure, but I have a feeling that perhaps since Tim, um, maybe Tim has been estranged from his father for so many years. He doesn't that, recognize the voice. That he recognizes the voice and he doesn't maybe, and he probably hasn't even interacted with the father because it looks like he's only tried, the father tried to interact with him via letters. That yeah, while he's, staying, while he's staying with his black grandmama. Yeah, so, yeah. So he just After, he after just his mama died. At least they got the colors right. You know, you had to have a dark, a dark-skinned uh, woman to be the wife in order to, for Ryan Reynolds to be that that boy's father. Because Jesus, that's a white okay. man. Okay. Right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I I it took me so long to recognize Ryan Reynolds. Like everybody's like, oh, oh, and I'm like, who? I don't who that woman. <laughs> Oh, that's Ryan Reynolds. It took me that long. Like, cause I I don't, I mean, he's he's Deadpool. Deadpool wears wears all red with a mask on. Um <laughs> But yeah. Um, and so he decides to live with his dad and become a detective, of course. You know, it's happy, happy, and then there's credits, and they have little anime versions of a whole cast, and the one for Justin Smith is a white white boy with blue hair. Which thankfully is is no longer used as the art for Pokemon games. It's because that was indeed problematic. So a lot me. of people were upset with this movie because it wasn't just basically an adaptation of the Pokemon cartoon show. It didn't have a whole lot. Like the battles were in the background, except for that underground battle they went to. And there was Ash I don't, and Misty and everything. I don't really appreciate that particular, um, that particular argument because they explicitly told you in the, in the, in the exposition lady's um, you know, speech that Rhyme City is not a city where people have Pokemon. Well, that's battles. what they're saying. They wanted a movie where that was the case. Well, but apparently this movie takes place twenty years after all that stuff. Because so, like Ash and them are grown now somewhere. No, doing there's other no, shit. no, there's no. There, Ash does not exist. This is not a. This is not one of the. This is not one of those. I mean, even um, if he in, did exist, he'd be grown. There, he doesn't exist. Period. This okay. is not a. This is not an Ash. This is not a side plot of. The Pokemon anime. Okay. This is 
way different. So um, basically, that's why that's why I was just like, it literally says it says that this is there might be other cities around the world where you you use Pokemon. I think Pokemon you're misunderstanding what people are saying. They don't want they they don't care about the continuity of this movie at all. Period. They wanted a movie where it's just Pokemon fighting. And trainers well, that's in not, battles. I want, that's not that's not Detective Pikachu, the video game. That's not what it is. And they didn't want to, they didn't want Detective Pikachu. They wanted just a Pokemon movie, a live action Pokemon movie. Which well, you know, per, quite personally, I don't care. Be honest with you, but I'm just telling you what people have told me. Yeah, they might. Maybe they will get something like that. But I, I honestly don't know what the plot would have been if it was the regular Pokemon. They, because there's no, Ali, there's no real. Pl- I, I, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of saucy. You know, there's people like who say this this stuff. They don't really care about plot. They just want to see Pokemon fight. Yeah, like, like that Godzilla picture that comes out in two weeks. They don't want to have yeah. a plot. So they just want to see Godzilla and that and that thing with three heads fight. That's it. Yeah, they just want to see that happen. Which is why I, I mean, personally, I will not be watching that movie. I, I'm good. I, thanks. I, Unless it comes never, back as the greatest motion picture of all time, it's beating the Citizen Kane and Gone with the Wind and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been the person to be excited by giant monsters or robots fighting. So every time that's happened, that my friends are just over the moon because like, oh my god, Transformers, monsters fighting, monsters fighting other monsters. What more could a guy want? Plot. A guy could want plot. A guy could want story. A guy could want characters that he actually cares about. Who wants to see them? A guy could want acting. Maybe you could want some of those things, but you know, yeah. I guess that's. I'm just. I guess I'm just crazy. So <laughs> we're just old, so, yeah. and we're just old and out of it. I mean, people love this. People love some of this stuff. So I mean, so, I mean, let people love yeah. what they love and everything. It's just, I'm just telling you how I feel. There's a market for if you just want a big old turn off your brain movie of just fights. Then there's a market for that. Right. Right. And a lot. Directors and movie studios have capitalized on that. And you can have these things. Um, I do not want some of these things. Um, you know, I'm fine with other stuff. Um, but anyways, that's why I feel like as if in terms of what they want, perhaps there might be a movie in the future where there are live action, live action, actual battles. Like I, imagine that I mean, there's a battle in this movie, but it's like an underground battle. And, with, with, and, with the... With the, with the borderline stereotypical um, uh, Latino dude. Yeah. He, he was there might be, <laughs> There might be a thing in the future where they, the studio has enough budget, depending on how much this movie makes. They might decide to give them the budget to actually have um, above ground Pokemon battles. Um, that might be a thing. Who knows? But for now, they used the convenient plot of Detective Pikachu to say, oh, great, now we don't have to animate actual battles. Too many of them, at least. Right. So, so yeah, that's how it worked. Um, but yeah, other than that, it exists. It's it's probably the best video game adaptation, but by virtue of the time it came out, by virtue of, you know, just the, the amount of um, digitally, um, you know, the the technology that we have available to us nowadays. That's probably why. So, yep. That's what I'm saying about that. All right. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening. 
If you'd like to hear more movie reviews and listen to more podcasts from us as we discuss other movies and TV and music and all that kind of great stuff, you can find more from us at SSMPodcast.com. And you can find us across all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. This has been the Say Something Nice Podcast. I am Brandon. This is Ali. And we'll see you guys next time. Sign up! I can't get a Pika Pika out of you? No. Pika Pika! That was him. (laughs) All right, bye.